What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, you mafia entrepreneur? Shimud, that's your lead in the chart. And today I'm going to talk, obviously, about these Chiefs matchup. Uh, those halfways in the AFC are matching up yet again. Uh, during the playoffs, the 2024 playoffs, and I will be there, matching them up against each other and, and checking it out. Which team uh, goes to this the most important game of the season so far with an advantage uh, in comparison, comparing the two rosters, the two starting lineups, the depth, the coaching, and then the matchup. So uh, join me for this ride and feel free to comment during the the this this broadcast in the comment section in the chat let me know your opinions if you agree or disagree with mine and and as well people who are watching who aren't live with me or with us here right now at buffalo rumblings let me know your opinion via comment section on youtube uh this podcast is also available via spotify and, and apple Podcasts and all other aggregators the main aggregators so join me for this ride and let's talk about this Bills Chiefs matchup. Uh, I don't know about you, but I can't wait for this this game to to. I can't wait for Sunday night, right? So uh, let's get it going. Feel free to hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel, um, and help me with this content production for for all Bills Mafia all around the world. So. Without further ado, let me uh, start with the the comparisons, this tail of the tape between those two halfweights in the AFC. Uh, and I will start comparing the both of those teams' offenses, right? We uh, we know the Bills and the Chiefs, especially during this season, they have been uh, very stout and very strong defensively. But when uh, all NFL fans think about the Buffalo Bills or or the Kansas City Chiefs. They think about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and those uh, high-powered offenses, right? So I'm going to start comparing those two offenses to against each other. And let me know if you agree or disagree to those comparisons I'm I'm making here. So let's go. Let me add it to the to the screen. So I have here both depth charts, courtesy of our lads, right? Uh, you can see some some colors. The names in red uh, are struggling with injuries, right? The the names in green are rookies, right? Uh, and the blue ones, the regular vets, the starters, and the main depth pieces. So I'm gonna start comparing those two groups, the two offenses, and starting from uh, the wide receiver group, since that's the first names we have in this depth chart um, made by or lads we have the bills the top three wide receivers from the bills stefan Diggs, gabe davis and khalil shakir 
right? Gabe Davis, uh, Sean McDermott just declared him out of this game. So uh, with that, I, I'm going to start Trent Sheffield in his place here, right? Assuming that, that Sheffield keeps his job from the previous two weeks. He's been playing since Gabe Davis got out with that knee injury against the, the Dolphins. And so Diggs, Sheffield and Shakir with Hardy coming from the bench. Um, against Watson, Valdez Kentling, Rashi Rice, right? The, the Nicole Harmon coming from the bench. The Chiefs have been struggling with some injury problems in, in this wide receiver group. It's not the best wide receiver group Mahomes has ever had, right? And Kaderis Tony and Justin Ross are struggling with injuries. Tony has been a, a, a major topic since his his late game mistakes against the Bills, who cost probably cost them the game. The Bills still would have a possession, so I I, I can't I can't tell you one hundred percent it would cost them the game because I really trust Josh Allen with one minute on the clock. Still, it was a, a, a big big mistake by by Kadarius Tony and and he's probably out he's struggling right I can talk about this wide receiver groups without adding the tight ends all right Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray for the Chiefs they are big big part of this passing offense and Dalton Kincaid and also Knox for the Bills big part of the Bills passing offense as well so I'm gonna compare them uh, alongside the wide receivers as pass catching group, right? And I, I've always felt like Mahomes had more help than Josh Allen along the years. Okay, in the last few years, he's had more help. Uh, he used it to have Tyreek Hill with him alongside Kelsey, right? He used it to have uh, a, a lot of speed uh, speedsters on this group of fast catching fast catchers sorry and he still has a lot of speed but those guys uh have been struggling dropping passes something that's not really new for the bills mafia right and for josh allen the, and the bills pass catching group because josh allen will never open his arms against his teammates or throw them against the bus or tell bad things about about his pass catchers that's a a a bona fide true leader at the, the quarterback position and every time a bills receiver makes a mistake we'll hear from josh that he should have thrown the ball better he should have thrown the ball easier to be caught he should have made a better decision he always always will take the blame and always always will take the responsibility and that's i'm sure that's what makes him a, a the perfect leader and the perfect teammate at the quarterback position because I have no doubts in my mind that those wide receivers, those pass catchers, they love to play for Josh Allen. They love to play with him and they can play with confidence because they know their quarterback have their backs, right? So uh, comparing those two groups, I feel like this year is for the first time Mahomes is dealing with some stuff that Josh has dealt with along the years, all right? And looking at those two groups, I feel they, they are pretty similar, despite all the narratives about the Kansas City Chiefs struggling with their pass catchers. And that's 
being a major issue and a, a major reason why Mahomes maybe hasn't played up to his standards that he set in the previous season. So I feel like we can compare Travis Kelsey and Stephon Diggs as premier number one targets, right? Despite Kelsey being a tight end and, and Diggs being a wide receiver, they have different responsibilities. But if you look from Josh and from Mahomes' perspective, right, both of them have an elite number one target in Kelsey and Diggs. So it's pretty similar, pretty even here, in my opinion. Diggs has struggled this year a little bit for a period, but he seems back recently. He's, it seems he's been moving well. He hasn't taken himself out of game so often recently. And against the Dolphins, he he cleanly beat Ramsey a couple of times. And if Josh could hit him here, he would have made some big plays out of those great reps. And against the Steelers, we could see Diggs moving well, playing well as well. I feel like that that way that that moment that he stayed on the ground and and felt it felt it it seemed like he was injured. I feel like he was just uh, doing his best impression so he could earn a, a, a one more timeout for the Bills. The Bills didn't have timeouts at that point, right? And it worked. So a savvy move by a veteran. And Travis Kelsey has had his has had his up and downs as well this year, with some drops in some games games that are unlike unlikely for him. But I can take any of them, neither nor Diggs, neither Kelsey, out of this premier level, premier tier of playmakers of pass catchers. So I feel like the Bills and the Chiefs are pretty even there. After them is where things might start to change but i feel like rashi rice was the best was the main go-to target for for mahomes in their win against the dolphins right and the rookie has been developing pretty well along the season and and he's at his best right now or at his best so far in his young career and he's a weapon he's a guy who can run after catch he has speed he can line up inside and out he lines up mostly as a slot wide receiver but this guy is a weapon in the screen game he can uh make some big plays for for the chiefs but i feel like i can tell you the same about Khalil shakir Khalil shakir is a second year player and he's he's in a second round guy as as rashi rice but he's being uh, as impactful as as rice recently so I feel it's another area where the Bills are pretty even with their number two targets, right? The Bills' advantage here, in my opinion, is with their number three targets or their number two A and B because I can't really tell you right now if Shakir or Dalton uh, Kincaid are the Bills' number two target in this passing game. I, From what I've seen on tape, I feel like Kincaid is the number two right now. But Shakir is just getting open all the time, and especially with the way defenses have have uh, chosen to defend the Bills, Shakir has been pretty open uh, most of the time in the middle of the field against the blitzes, against some soft coverage that try to take away deeper routes and make Josh be patient. 
So Shakir has been open all along the year, and and now Josh is finally getting him the ball. So he's had some. He's had 16 catches in his last 16 targets. He's been an impactful player. He made a great play with yards after catch against the Steelers, a big-time touchdown, and I feel like Josh has been trusting him more and more. So I feel like the Bills are a bit ahead of this Chiefs' passing offense in the pass-catching group because the Bills have two options after Diggs who are getting better in Shakir and Kincaid, right? And the Chiefs, they have Rasheed Rice after Kelsey, but after Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson and then Marquez Aldis Campling, they aren't anything special, right? Noah Gray has has contributed uh, pretty decently as well in this passing game. Nicole Harmon is back with the Chiefs. We know he has a lot of speed, but he hasn't been a factor, right? He can be used in trick plays, more or less like we have Hardy, right? And I feel like Hardy is trending in the right direction recently. We saw a great reception uh, against the, the Steelers and yards after catch, and he can be a, a weapon there. And Hardman can be used the same way. Hardman uh, was part of this Chiefs offense in the past, so it's not like uh, Andy Reid doesn't have a way to use him in this offense. He certainly can use him um, in a very, very decent way. Uh, as a a weapon, right? But I feel like the Bills are a bit ahead with uh, Gabe Davis is out, but the Bills still have Dawson Knox, who again dropped a ball that was kind of important in the last game, killed the drive with that drop. But that's a guy, an experienced guy, a guy who scored some touchdowns already in his career, especially against the Chiefs, some important touchdowns, a guy who's valuable um, in the red zone, right so i feel like the bills have more dependable guys against this chiefs group of pass catchers and i'm not very high on this bills pass catching group in fact i've been advocating for adding the andrew hopkins all of season and i felt like for some periods of the season the bills um could have used him right especially when Diggs was struggling and not looking healthy but now with the growth of Kincaid of Shakir knocks back Hardy trending the right direction and even Sherfield who who had a great game against the Dolphins was pretty quiet against the Steelers but still a guy who can show some flashes and can be an, an impact player on some important downs I feel like the Bills have the advantage in this pass catching group against this uh, this Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offense have Kelsey, they have Rice, but then Watson and Valdez Kentling. It's not like they're bad players, but they don't have that high potential to be game changers. And I feel like McDermott can prepare some stuff for this offense so he can make those guys beat the Bills. And I don't see those guys beating the Bills by themselves. And that's something to definitely keep an eye on on Sunday. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So still on the offensive side of the ball and the offensive lines, comparing those two offensive lines after the pass catching group going advantage bills, right? And I didn't even mention the running backs. But offensive line, I feel like the, the consensus is that the Bills have the best, the better offensive line between those, those two teams. But I don't know if the difference is that big. I think it feels big because the Bills offensive line has been trending in the right direction, right? We've seen pretty difficult and bad offensive line play from the Bills in the previous seasons. And this year, it feels like the Bills added a new dimension on this offense with the running game led by this offensive line, who, uh, which has been really physical, really uh, playing sometimes even dominant kind of football on the ground. That's something we didn't have with this offensive line in the past. Uh, I'm very, very excited about the prospects of this offensive, the, this Bills offensive line playing against the Chiefs defense, who's, uh, which struggled with the running games because the Bills did a good job against uh, a stout Steelers front. A Steelers front that used to dominate the Bills on the trenches. And they played great football against the Steelers. We could see the offensive line playing some nasty physical football. And I feel like this Bills offensive line is trending in the right direction. So that's why I feel the difference is big. Looking at the, uh, at the Chiefs offensive line, they have a lot of, of experience there with Donovan Smith, a guy who started for Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won a ring there, right? Has been around for a long time. He's a dependable guy. He's in a top-tier left tackle. I don't. I wouldn't take him over Dion Dawkins today. No way, right? But that's a dependable, experienced, savvy veteran at left tackle for Mahomes. And and then the interior, I feel like the interior of this Chiefs offensive line is really, really good. With Joe Tunney, we know him from his New England days. Quid Humphrey, I stood a center, second round center that a lot of Bills Mafia would love to, to have as a Bill, right? When the Bills draft Boogie Bashan instead. Um, I feel this interior, especially Tunney and Humphrey, are superior players to McGovern and Morse. Don't get me wrong. McGovern and Morse are really good players. They they are playing great recently. But Tony and Humphrey are su the superior players, in my opinion. Right? It's still close. Uh, and then Torrance and Trey Smith. I feel like Trey Smith is a good player, but not as good as Torrance. Torrance, I don't know if I maybe... Uh, confusing a great player right now with potential i'm really high on torrance and i'm really impressed about his rookie year but i take torrance over smith but smith is a good right guard and then at right tackle we have spencer brown who used to be a liability but has been playing great football and he has all the tools to be dominant at the right side 
against Jawan Taylor, who's another experienced guy, came from from the Jaguars and has been a starter for a long time now. But that's a guy who struggles with, especially with penalties, right? It's not like uh, we didn't have penalties problems with Spencer Brown as well, but Taylor will be playing uh, away from home, right? And I want to believe, despite the Rochuli Creole being the Creole um, responsible for this game, and we know this this Creole hasn't been a good crew for for, for the Bills, uh, Brown will be playing at home, and, and Taylor will be playing away from home. So I want to believe, I have to believe that Taylor will struggle more with penalties, false start kind of penalties that are very, very usual for Taylor. And despite the narratives, despite the, the recent bias with the Bills offensive line trending in the right direction and the Bills and the Chiefs offensive line maybe on a downfall or, or declining from the level they used to play, used it to be, I still think it's pretty even. I still think think it's pretty pretty even, all right. And the difference will be made will be made by the the matchups against opposing defensive lines. And I will touch on that in a moment, right? And then we move to running back position when we have James Cook, Ty Johnson, who's been a revelation, playing really well, and and even taking over running back two duties from Latavius Murray. Uh, we have the possibility of elevate Leonard Fournette and uh, Latavius Murray himself as part of this committee with Reggie Gideon. But no doubt, James Cook has been the leader of this committee and he's played awesome football. And Chiefs have Pacheco, they have Edward Zilair, they have um, McKinnon as well, who's in, who isn't in this this graphic, but is uh, an important piece of this three-headed monster the Chiefs have in their backfield. Uh, again, Pro Bowl. I can't use Pro Bowl as something to evaluate and compare players because we know some of those votes have been a joke, right? Uh, Pacheco is more physical maybe than Cook, right? But with the Bills blocking, the improved blocking on the offensive line, and with the dimension that Cook adds in the passing game, I need to take Cook and the Bills running game over the Chiefs running game. Pacheco is very physical. It can be... Oh, Laura comes, came with the information that we released for Net. Thank you so much, Laura. So no, no chance of Fournette uh, being elevated, right? Uh, I feel like with the games for net play this year, he it it was just a little bit right, a few snaps, but he wasn't really an, an upgrade over Latavius Murray. So uh, we probably had to release him to add Matt Hack as, as a punter in the practice squad. And honestly speaking, Latavius Murray or Fournette, I felt like they were pretty even as as as. Power backs, right? Murray is very experienced. He he adds a uh, he's a good pass protector, right? He can protect the quarterback uh, from the running back position. So the Bills sticking with the veteran makes sense. Uh, but I still take Cook and the Bills running game over the Chiefs running game. I feel like the Chiefs 
they have in Pacheco and McKinnon, right? Two different guys. Pacheco, the most physical in between the tackles runner and and McKinnon, the, the, the speedy guy, the guy to receive passes. Edwards, Elir, a kind of in between back. It's not a big advantage for the Bills, but I still think the Bills have the, the best running game here, the, the best back out of this bunch, okay? Maybe Cook is the number one, and then comes Pacheco, and, and, and after that, Johnson has been trending the right direction, but Edwards Elair and even McKinnon are more proven than Johnson, right? So it would be a, a nice discussion. But in the top, I feel like Cook is the best back in this matchup. And and the Bills have the advantage here as well. So so far, advantage advantage in the passing catching group, advantage in the running back group, advantage in the offensive line, pretty even. Maybe not advantage Bills, but a tie in the offensive line. Maybe the advantage Bills due to the matchups I will talk uh, soon about. And then quarterback position. And for most of people in the NFL, for most of the fans, and I have a bit in the charge on the books, on, on record. I've been on, hack, on record here telling you why I take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes anytime, right? I already explained that in the past when it wasn't cool. But now it feels like Josh, maybe a lot of people are taking Josh over Mahomes for this matchup, not overall in their careers, obviously. I take Josh as the best quarterback between those two guys. I it's not and it's by any means anything negative to Mahomes. Mahomes is special, he's awesome, he's a great quarterback, he's very talented, and he cannot play Josh Allen on Sunday. It can happen. He's one of the few guys who really is able to do that against Josh Allen, to outplay him in his game to to make more plays than Josh Allen, to make more special plays than Josh Allen. But I take Josh over Mahomes. I feel like Josh always could do more with less. And playing at home, he's more physical. He can run the ball better. Mahomes is dangerous, but Josh is more physical. So I really take Josh over Mahomes, especially for this matchup where Mahomes hasn't been in the best situation or the situation he's been used to with this Chiefs offense. And Josh, the things are getting better for him, right? Uh, he's had the green light to run the ball. James Cook in the running game has complimented him pretty well. And his pass catchers, Diggs is looking healthy again. Kincaid is improving. Shakir is improving. No Gabe Davis. I know a lot of people love Gabe Davis. I love the guy. I love the the work ethic. I love the leadership. I love a lot of things about Gabe Davis. But unfortunately, I've seen way too many negative plays happening with Gabe Davis involved. You know, way too many drops by him, even resulting in interceptions. Way too many miscommunications between him and Josh. Oh, but it was Josh who was responsible with the miscommunication. Could be, but it isn't happen, happening with other wide receivers. It's just happening with Gabe, where Josh throws it deep and he stops on a curl, or Josh throws it outside and, and Gabe breaks inside, or, or the opposite as well. So way too many negative plays happening with Gabe, and 
I, I would lie. I would be lying if I I'd say I, I miss Gabe Davis in this offense for now. Okay. Sheffield played well against the Dolphins and the other guys are stepping up and I feel like this Bills offense has played really well. Oh, but Gabe Davis blocked a lot. Sheffield blocks as well, right? And when the best thing you talk about your wide receiver two is blocking, I feel like this wide receiver two isn't really making the impact he was supposed to do, right? So in this... Bills offense versus Chiefs offense, I have advantage Bills in three of the four groups I mentioned, right? And the fourth group is a tie, and maybe in this group an advantage Bills as well. Let me know if you agree or disagree, but that's my opinion about Bills offense versus Chiefs offense. And I'm moving to Bills defense versus Chiefs defense in this tail of the tape leading the charge ahead of this Big time divisional matchup in Buffalo in or Chart Park. Let me know your opinion. Hit that like button. Subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings. And let's move on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, next, Bills defense versus Chiefs defense, right? And that's a, a difficult matchup for the Bills because of all the injuries we've had in the, on this side of the ball. So, Deshaun McDermott already ruled out Taylor Rapp again. Braylon's factor is out. Gabe Davis, I already told you, right? And Christian Benford is out as well. So the Bills from this group, you can see red, red colors, red, red players here are players in danger of losing the game, right? We have Spectre, Rep, uh, Benford out in the defensive side of the ball. The good news are about Terrell Bernard. I had no hope that Terrell Bernard could play against the Chiefs when I saw that injury, when I saw him being carted off and the way he reacted to that injury. But thankfully, it wasn't as bad as it looked. And it seems he didn't have any damage to the bones, any damage to the um, ligaments, right? And, and, and probably it's all about swelling and, and pain tolerance and, and being able to... to move around without really being limited by that swelling on the ankle on his ankle right so uh he hasn't played uh, he hasn't practiced this week and it makes all sense because uh probably the focus is on getting that uh, all that swelling out of his his ankle right uh but if bernard can play it's it's big man because Bernard, even if not having all his mobility, and probably it's going to happen, it's difficult to move and change direction when you have a, a bad ankle. 
But even without all his mobility, he's more mobile than AJ Klein or even than Tyrell Dodson, who's a guy who has some speed, but just right forward speed, right lane, uphill, right, and downhill. Uh, so even if he's not the usual Terrell Bernard we, we've seen moving around, being around the ball all the time, that's a guy who has all the, the mental aspect of this defense figured out. That's the leader of this defense. That's the guy who's always getting those guys in position, in the right position to make plays. So he's really, really important, and I hope Terrell Bernard can play. It's going to be a game-time decision. We'll see. I'm still not very confident, but just not having him ruled out already is a big win for this week for the Bills, right? So if the Bills have Bernard, the group of linebackers, I will start here since I focused on Bernard. We have Bernard, probably Dodson back. Dodson has practiced all week long, and... I see Dodson playing, right, with the rookie, Dorian Williams, and A.J. Klein as options from the bench. Uh, if Dod if Bernard is out, Dodson can move to, to, to Bernard's position and, and Dorian Williams can start uh, in the outside uh, linebacker position where he... he he doesn't need to think a lot. He can just play and and go out and run and tackle. And Dorian Williams is really, really good at that, right? But with Dorian on the field, we can expect Andy Reid and Matt Nagy trying to use a lot of motions to confuse him and to put him in bad spots and take advantage of his inexperience. On the other hand, the Bills can keep Dodson outside, playing downhill as well. And start AJ Klein in the middle. And in this scenario, the Bills gain a lot in the part of Bernard really dominates the mental part, the part of lining people up correctly. AJ Klein knows this defense inside and out as well. But with the time he was out, I still think Dodson is on par right now with him in this leadership group. And if the Bills feel like Dorian is the best player, is the better player for this game. Uh, Klein will be out. Klein did an admirable job last game, but we know he's not the most mobile linebacker. And, and if he's on the field, on, especially on passing downs, we can uh, assume, just like we could, we can assume with Darren Williams, that Andy Reid and Matt Nagy will try to attack him. Maybe not in the mental part, but with his physical limitations in, in coverage. So... If Bernard can't go, right, and even if Bernard can't go, because let's be honest, Andy Reid and Nagy will test him in that ankle and see how much he can, it can hold up and, and how well and how ready for the game he really is, right, and if he's not badly limited. So those group, this group will be tested, right? And on the other hand, the Chiefs, they have Nick Bolton, who's dealt with some injuries. He played only eight games this season. And, and he's also in the in the injury report. But that guy is a stud, all right? Honestly speaking, in the last Super Bowl, I felt like for the majority of the game, that guy was the MVP. He was the difference maker for the Chiefs in the last Super Bowl. That That's a big, big timeline backer, Nick Bolton. 
huge respect for this guy and i feel like uh he by himself puts this this linebacker group against the bills one especially with bernard Mitted. i feel like i need to give the nod to, to the chiefs willie gay leo chanel those guys are more of complementary players we don't see willie gay on the field on a lot of passing downs right uh leo chanel even uh, a strong sideline backer and a guy who helps with blitzes and pass rushing more than coverage. But I feel like the, the, the Chiefs have the advantage here with all the injury problems the Bills had at the position. Obviously, Milano out and now Bernard Limited and, and Dodson getting back. All the questions about Dorian, who I love, but still needing to develop the mental aspect of the game. So advantage Chiefs in the linebacker group. Uh, we can assume the Bills, without Taylor Rapp, it, it makes things tougher because it's a domino effect, right? If we had had Rapp, uh, we could see more of the, uh, Jordan Poyer as a dime linebacker on passing downs, and it improves a lot our, our linebacker group against the pass, right? Uh, but without Taylor Rapp, and even with the question marks about Teron Johnson, who has practiced all week long but that's a guy who's been on on confusion protocol and we don't know we don't know about confusion protocol if he'll be clear out to play this game i hope so he's been practicing it looks he's fine but we never know with concussions right if Taron johnson plays can lewis can move to to safety and then we can drop uh, Poyer down to help the linebackers on passing downs, and it would be huge for the Bills, all right, to help on passing downs. So, talking about defensive backs, since I mentioned Poyer, uh, uh, Ken Lewis, Tyrone Johnson, let me mention Micah Hyde, Rasul Douglas will play, and that's a huge, huge reinforcement for this Bills team because this guy is the playmaker of this the secondary. That's the guy who's what we used to have from Poyer and Hyde on the playmaking department, interceptions department, making big-time plays, we have this year from, from Rasul Douglas, and that's awesome. And he's back. He, he said he was ready to play in the last game. The Bills held him out, and it seems he's really close or, or even at 100% right now to this game against the Chiefs. Um, Benford is out. But honestly speaking, again, Dane Jackson has done a great, great job every time he, he's in. That's uh, maybe one of the best backup players in the league. We don't want to have him as, as a starter, but he, every time he's there, he's performing. He has his limitations, but I honestly can't tell you he's such a, a downgrade from Benford. And again not speaking anything bad about Benford, all merits to, to Dan Jackson. So having Dan Jackson there and having Kair Elon, who's recovering his mojo, who's recovering his confidence, who's made a great play and almost made another great play in another great interception, having him as an option, as a depth option, a guy who can even rotate a little bit with Jackson if necessary, if the Bills want to do that. I feel like the Bills are prepared with, with those cornerbacks for this challenge against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. I will talk about the matchup soon, but comparing our cornerbacks to 
the Chiefs cornerbacks, that's a, a, another difficult matchup because Trent McDuffie, probably the guy who the Bills would have drafted if the Chiefs didn't jump ahead and, and did it in 2022 and the Bills needed to trade up for, for Elon. He's been a rock-solid cornerback, tackles well, covers well, not a great playmaker in the sense of interceptions, but he's always there making plays. And he's not even cornerback one. Uh, El Jairus' his need is very, very underrated. That's, in my opinion, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Uh, should have been a pro bowler. And even on our pro conversation, this guy can run with anybody. He can cover. He doesn't have a lot of interceptions as well, but he has a lot of passes defended. If I'm not mistaken, he defended during this regular season 14 passes, a high number. And he's a difficult, a difficult matchup as it can can be for 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 Stephon Diggs, right? So the the. The cornerbacks are really good, and then Jalen Watson, right? Uh, another nice cornerback, long guy. Uh, a lot of uh, long arms can impact those contested catches. So they have a good group, right, with the McDuffie moving inside. And if Tyrone Johnson can play, all right, I feel like it's really even, right? Uh, Mike Edwards and Justin Reed. Justin Reed, a great, great uh, safety right and edwards nice complimentary guy former buccaneer if Tyrone johnson can play it's even if not it's advantage chiefs in my opinion i love the bills group but again uh the chiefs have a nice group of defensive backs here and no demerits to the, the bills group and then to close it out this comparison on defense uh defensive lines right the chiefs are without Derek inadi he's injured he won't play he didn't practice this week and he will be missed because that's the nose tackle that's uh the guy who in a defense that has struggled against run run uh run games uh, against potent run games Derek inadi he's huge the, the rock in the middle of this defense and he's out right so uh chris jones will deal with more double teams chris jones will deal with more attention and especially if the bills can run the ball on chris jones it will have an effect on his passing downs and on on how effective he can be rushing the passer so the bills need to invest in this running game in this game need to try to pound the rock to run the ball to establish that running game to, to make uh, Chris Jones worried about it in the interior and to tire him, to to have him tired for pass rushing reps. And this is going to be one of the biggest uh, keys for this Bills uh, offense against the Chiefs defense and for the Bills chances in this game. Um, George Karlaftis, he's a former first rounder who's played really well, more than 10 sacks this year alongside Chris Jones. Uh, this is a, a strong group of pass rushes led for those two guys, right? The others are, are Mike Dana, Charles who former Texas Longhorn, and those guys are, are rotational pieces, 
right? Liu Shenao is a is a factor in the rush in the passer as well. It's a good group. It's a good group, especially against the pass. But against but against the run, I feel like you can run the ball against those guys, especially without Inadi. Comparing this defensive line to the Bills' defensive line, I gotta go with the Bills. I might. I am I being a homer here? I don't think so. Honestly, Ed Oliver has been as good as anybody in the tier, right? Even Chris Jones is the best, is the better player right now. But Oliver closed the gap. He's really near. He's, he's really closer to what Jones is, and that's huge for the Bills. Coming from a big game against the Steelers, I really trust Big Ed to have a great game against the Chiefs. Daquan Jones, this guy, he does all that Ndadi does against the run on air even better, and he's still an impactful player against the pass as well. Greg Rousseau and Leonard Floyd, they have been awesome against the run, against the pass. AJ Peneza, rotational piece, great against the pass especially. Linval Joseph, a rock-solid guy, as good as Inadi, in my opinion, right? Doing the dirty job as a nose tackle. So I just feel like the Bills have the best rotation out of the two groups. And don't write off Von Miller, right? It finally seems Von Miller is getting back on track. He had some really good reps against the Steelers. And playing against the Chiefs, he knows the importance. He knows why he was brought in by the Bills. So having Von Miller against the Chiefs in this win-or-go-home game, I really feel Von Miller... We will, we will see the best version on or Von Miller against the Chiefs. Maybe not the best version or, of Von Miller talking all his career, but the best version we can see from Von Miller right now. He won't uh, hold anything back for this game, for sure. I feel like Von Miller will go out in 100%. And if the Bills can have this version of Von Miller on passing downs, it's already a, a, a great addition for this Bills defensive line. So I'm hopeful with Von Miller. I'm, I'm really anxious and excited to watch what Von Miller can add uh, against the this Kansas City Chiefs uh, team. So the Bills had the advantage on offense against versus offense versus Chiefs offense. And I feel the Bills are pretty even against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. But since the Kansas City Chiefs defense is a little bit healthier, right? Especially on the back end, they have the advantage on the, the backfield. They have the advantage on the linebackers group with all the Bills injuries and question marks. And and they have a pretty good starting group, at least. The go-to group in the defensive line is comparable with the Bills. The Bills having the best rotation. I have to give the nod to the Kansas City Chiefs defense today with the Bills injuries. But we'll see by game time who lines up and is able to play, right? I will make... I want to bring quickly the special teams because it's really important and we don't talk enough about special teams. Sam Martin is a question mark. He's not ruled out. Game time decision. Matt Heck was brought in and can be elevated. 
I don't trust Matt Hack a lot punting, right? But he has experience in punting in Buffalo, and and he had in more in even more importantly, he has a lot of experience holding for Bass. The best years of Tyler Bass was Hack holding the ball, and I really, really don't like how anxious Bass has made me. Every time he lines up to, for a field goal, recently. It's been tough to trust Tyler Bass. So special teams-wise, despite the Bills trending the right direction with Hardy as a returner, um, I feel like the advantage is Chiefs' advantage again. Tommy Towson, pretty reliable punter. Harrison Butker, huge lag. He's used also. They are used to punt and to kick in those bad conditions and snowy conditions. So, and, and Richie James is back, right? It seems like he's back healthy and he should be the returner. And I really can't put Hardy over Rich James, even if Rich James isn't a lock over Hardy as well. So, with the kicking game being the major factor, I feel like the, the Chiefs special teams have an advantage. And in, in, in the total balance right now, advantage builds on offense and advantage... Chiefs on defense and special teams, right? But we can't talk about those advantages without comparing them against each other, right? And that's what I'm going to do in this last part of the leading of today's leading the charge. And the first matchup is the Bills defense versus the Chiefs offense, right? The, the, because no matter how better the Chiefs offense is or how worse it is from, uh, compared to the Bills offense. They aren't playing against the Bills offense. They're playing against the Bills defense, right? And in this matchup, right, first of all, I'm a little bit worried with the way the Steelers could move the ball uh, after the Bills lost all those players against the Steelers. And if Rudolph could do that, Mahomes definitely will be able to do that as well. I feel like the Steelers have the have maybe more options in the passing game, but Mahomes uh, have more elite options, right? With Kelsey, especially. Um, this matchup, I feel like the Bills have the secondary to match up against the pass catchers. Um, I'm not worried about Justin Watson or Valdez Cantling outside against Rasul Douglas or against... Um, Dan Jackson, or, or, or even against Kyle Elon. I'm not worried at all with those guys against our guys. I feel like we have the advantage there. But Tyrone Johnson playing will be, man, it will be huge. We need Tyrone Johnson playing so we can have him uh, kind of containing Rashi Rice. We know the Bills don't play a lot of men, straight men man-to-man -man defense, and it's not all about Teron Johnson locking down Rasheed Rice, and, and it isn't even, it, it even isn't uh, Teron Johnson's strength to be a lockdown man-to-man cornerback, but having Teron Johnson, having Terrell Bernard in the middle of the defense, right, that's that second level of the defense, that's the big biggest question mark. If the Bills have Teron Johnson playing Terrell Bernard on the field, okay, and the mix of Dodson and having Poyer dropping down to the linebacker spot to contain that second level, right? So we don't need to worry that much about Kelsey 
in rice, it's going to be huge because that's the areas where the, the Chiefs will, they are going to, to attack Andy Reid, Matt Nagy. I, I definitely believe they're going to attack the second level of the Bills defense, quick passing game, trying to get the ball on, on Kelsey and Rice's hand. So the Bills need Tyrone Johnson, especially in this game, right? And I, I won't say Bernard as well, because I don't feel like Bernard will be close to 100%, even if he plays. So at least Aaron Johnson, we need him so we can match match up well against those pass catchers. If we don't have Aaron Johnson, and if we, if we don't have Tyrone Bernard, he's really limited. I feel like it's total advantage to the pass catching group from the Chiefs despite all the, the criticism, because I feel like Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, they'll be able to have a huge day against the depleted Bills second level of the defense. Now, if we have Teron Johnson, right, even without Teron Bernard, you can, you can line up Ken Lewis at safety and drop down Poyer, then things start to look a little bit better for the Bills. So it's a huge question mark with the guys injured, who will be able to play, who won't be able to play right and then uh the the defensive line the chiefs defensive line against the bills uh sorry the chiefs offensive line against the bills defensive line i i like this this chiefs offensive line but playing away from home and having uh, a guy who can be a weak link right in jawan taylor especially with penalties I won't go as far as saying I expect the Bills defensive line to dominate as much as, as I expected the Bills defensive line to dominate against the Bengals last year with three backups playing, right? I don't expect that. But I feel like the Bills with a healthy rotation in the defensive line, they played against all kinds of offensive lines already, and they'll be able to contain the Chiefs running game to put the Chiefs in situations of throwing the ball in clear passing situations, right? And they will be able to win this battle, to contain that run game and to to send a good pass rush, to force some penalties. I feel like the, the Bills have an, even if it's not a huge advantage, the Bills have an advantage in, in our defensive line facing that offensive line. It will be up to the Bills' second level especially, because I trust our third level of the defense, the secondary, holding those wide receivers on intermediate and in deep routes. But on the second level, taking away that short passing game, it will be important so the Bills defensive line have some success getting to Mahomes. And hands up, always hands up. The Bills have been very successful putting their hands up on the defensive line and batting down passes. They will need it again against Mahomes to take away the quick short game, the, the screen game. So I feel even with the the injuries the bills can be competitive but if Tyrone Johnson at least plays it gives you Cam Lewis as a chess piece and Jordan Poyer as another chess piece and the bills and McDermott I believe they can prepare something for this Chiefs offense who's struggled all year long uh comparing the other side of the ball Bills offense against Chiefs defense right and I feel like the Chiefs have the secondary to cause problems for this Bills pass-catching group, right? They have in Sneed, they have in McDuffie, but mainly Sneed, probably a guy to, 
try to make Diggs life difficult, especially with some double teams, some some attention to him with safety help. They have in Justin Reed a playmaker in the secondary. They have McDuff in the slot to deal with Shakir, right? And they have Nick Bolton. They have some, some coverage to deal with Kincaid and Knox. So they have, if the Bills are in clear passing downs, they have a nice pass rush with Chris Jones and Karlafti. So I feel if the Bills are unidimensional, the Chiefs have the pieces to make the Bills' life difficult. So the key for the Bills will be with our offensive line, our running game, and Josh Allen part, as part of the running game against that, uh, that front seven, the defensive line. And here, I feel like the Bills have an advantage. I feel like the Bills' offensive line will be able to be very physical and to win their matchups against this defensive line in the run game, okay, running the ball. And that's the biggest key. Uh, people want to talk about Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, and when it comes down the line and clutch time, probably one of those guys will need to lead a game-winning drive to make some plays and to decide the game. But maybe to not make it a game to be decided on the last possession, maybe in a way that the Bills can find and, to, and can make this game become a little bit easier, the key is this offensive line, this run run game dominating the, the front seven, the Chiefs front seven. And I feel like they have the keys, they have the the pieces, the tools, sorry, to to do that. So I want to see a huge game from this offensive line. I want to see a great game from James Cook and the Bills running backs. Uh, and I want to see the Bills trying to run the ball a lot. Trying to run at Chris Jones can be tough. He can play well against the run as well. But you need to try to make him tired in the passing down. So it's an opportunity. And even if, if you're not having success, run away from him. Run away from Karlaftis. But run the run the ball. You need to run the ball. You need to run. Uh, you, I don't know it's, uh, about the weather right now, right? And the wind conditions. But use Josh as a runner. Establish that run game. If the Bills can establish that run game, it can open up everything else and it can make maybe the, the game less of a, a, a battle, less of a difficult game for the Bills. That's the It might be the, the, the path for the Bills to, to win this game, to establish this run game, to stay on the field, keep Mahomes out of the field, uh, pound the rock, tire that defense, give the Bills defense time to to rest as well because especially with the injuries they have a hard time getting out of the field so that's the biggest um matchup in my opinion and that's what i i wanna i will keep an eye on going forward and to close it out the the last comparison the last tail of the tape coaching right in those big games we know coaching matters right and it's not just happening on Sunday, but it's been happening all week long, right? And we, I just listed the main coaches, right? So, Sean McDermott is Bill's head coach and defensive coordinator. Joe Brady is Bill's offensive coordinator. And then Andy Reid, uh, head coach. Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator. And Steve Spagnuolo, the, the Chiefs defensive coordinator. 
it's a big game. Those are big time coaches, and I'm I'm sure they have been practicing. They have been preparing some wrinkles to to win against those foes that they have seen each other quite often, right? And I'm not sure if any. I I don't think any other team has had success as the Bills has had against those Chiefs teams. Unfortunately, it's happened on regular season and not on the playoffs. Now the Bills play in Buffalo against the Chiefs in the playoffs, and, and it might be the time. I'm sure McDermott, Brady, all the Bills team, they're going to this game as we must win this game. It's time. It's It must be the time. It must be the time that the 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 90s Bulls, the late 80s Bulls, early 90s Bulls, it might be. It must be the time you go past the bad boys Pistons, right? That's the mindset, my opinion, for this Bills team and the Bills coaching staff. And I'm pretty sure Shane McDermott, he didn't have time to prepare anything uh, when he lost his pieces during the game against the Steelers. But this week he has an idea. He he can't trust 100% Bernard will be able to play or even will be able to hold down all, all game long. So I'm pretty sure he prepared some wrinkles, some stuff to deal with this struggling Chiefs offense. On the other hand, Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, they are big-time offensive minds, and they are preparing some stuff to try to take advantage of the platted Bills defense. So this battle will, will be huge, and and whoever can take some advantage and can can really start fast and can adjust in game will have an advantage. I feel like McDermott has shown recently he can adapt he can be this this difference maker at the, the defensive coordinator spot and that's his game uh, last week i just said it was josh allen game i wanted to see josh allen imposing himself showing he was the best player on the field showing he he won't have lost that game because he wouldn't let the bills lose that game against an inferior opponent right in this game he has a, an opponent on the same tier, an opponent who, despite I still take Josh over Mahomes, I, I'm not dumb to say that, no, Mahomes can't outplay Josh. He can do that. This is a, a heavyweight fight, right? So both of those guys will need help from the, their coaches. And if Sean McDermott can win this battle against Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, it will be huge for the Bills, right? On the other side of the ball, Joe Brady against Steve Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo is very, very experienced. And he's at his best when he's facing pass-happy offenses, right? And that's why sometimes he made the Bills' diff, uh, offense life difficult. But if the Bills can run the ball against his defense, he won't be able to do much, in my opinion. So, Joe Brady, get your best run plays ready for this game and, and some wrinkles. Because if you can run the ball against this Chiefs defense, I feel like that's the path for the Bills to win this game and, and get past this, these foes that have been a, a nightmare for the Bills for the last few years, right? And it's time, Bills Mafia. It's time for the Bills to get past the Chiefs to to gain that confidence and and, and finally be in position to to move to the back to the Super Bowl. So I'm hopeful. I I was very confident about this matchup. Uh, after the, the injuries last game, I was a little bit more worried. Okay. I would never write off the Chiefs 
right? But I really believe the Bills are in position to win this game. I, I never saw this Kansas City Chiefs so exposed and so, so they are bleeding. That's the truth, okay? They are showing they, they, they can bleed as well. So it's time to take advantage of it. So I, I putting my hope on, on Josh Allen, on Joe Brady, on that running game. And I'm really waiting for Sean McDermott to have some, some wrinkles, to have some adjustments, to even without his best pieces, to have something to show why he is uh, an elite defensive coordinator and to be able to deal with uh, a Kansas City Chiefs offense that hasn't been uh, the best version of, of themselves recently. Agree, agree, disagree. Let me know, Bills Mafia. I want to... I want to check your opinion. I feel like the Bills will win this game. If I needed to give you one score, I believe it's the kind of 28-20, um, 27-20 Bills win, in my opinion. Uh, a little bit difficult to, to guess with all the Bills injuries, but that's my, that's my score for this game. Comment on the YouTube sections, hit that like button, subscribe. Let me know your opinion. It's always a pleasure to interact with the entire Bills Mafia. And I really appreciate your taking your time and following me on this day off of the tape between those two heavyweights of the AFC, Bills and Chiefs, Sunday night. Can't wait. And I really hope the Bills can get the job done. See you, Bills Mafia. I'll be back on Sunday with a pre-game. In Portuguese to Brazil, in our Latin America, Portuguese-speaking language countries, with a pregame show. Um, and then next Friday, hopefully talking about the conference, the, uh, the, the championship round, another Bills game. I hope so, and I'm confident, Bills Mafia. I hope you are as well. I hope the Bills can play at their best and we can get past, finally get past those Chiefs. See you around. Thank you so much. Go Bills. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prof G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prof G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.